I think that was the wrong one. Yeah, no, I think we're just starting. Just this is just one. like, yeah, it's gotcha. just the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and take two. <laughs> Whoops. To cope with FOMO and separation anxiety, three friends reach out across the void of the internet in search of some quality time to review rom-coms, teen TV dramas, and sexually charged young adult fiction. We don't use razors unless they're pink, we laugh alone with salad, and we would like to speak to pizza. I'm Jen Schaefer. I'm Alba Towers. I'm Natalie Levy-Costa. And this is May I Speak to Pizza. Hi! (laughs) Woo! Hello! Um, so, welcome to the show. Um, as Jen explained at the beginning of the show, um, this is our first episode. Welcome to May I Speak to Pizza, where we talk about any kind of media marketed towards women and how it makes us feel about being women, I guess. Are we women? Yeah. Yeah. Ch- children? I'm a lady. <laughs> That's how I classify myself. <laughs> um... So if you are a listener of Detective Society, then you already know who I am, and you also already know who Jen and Alba are, but we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves to people who are not Detective Society listeners. Uh, Jen, you want to start us off? Sure. I'm Jen Schaefer. I live in Miami, Florida, and I have two really super cool friends that I'm recording a podcast with. (laughs) Yes. um, I'm Alba Towers. I also hail from beautiful city of Miami, Florida. Not really. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're here to just have an excuse to talk to each other every week. <laughs> we're really? not actually going to be entertaining at yeah, all. Yeah. No, not entertaining at all. We're just going to talk to each other. Not acknowledge that we're recording this in yeah, any way. Yeah, this is just normal. <laughs> I just want to entertain you guys. Yeah, and we pick a topic. It's not like, you know, forced at all. Well, this is exactly how normal conversations go, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you plan pick a out. topic at the beginning, and then you don't talk about anything else. Yeah, a week in advance, we decide, <laughs> okay, this is what we're going to talk to a week from now. Please be prepared. Um, and actually, if the listeners want to follow along with us, they can go to parttimepodcasts.com slash speak to pizza, I think it is. You'll be able to find it. Just look under podcasts. Um, and I'll be posting our watch schedule or listening schedule or reading schedule um, based on what is coming out that month. So we are, I think we're going to do, try to do two podcasts a month. So we'll have two, um, two posts per month on the schedule. Woo. What else? Oh, also me. I'm Natalie Levy Costa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is our narrator. Um, <laughs> I'm the host of the Detective Society podcast, which I, um, research, write, and record with my husband, uh, Michael Costa. It is about true crime in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, And we, if you can believe it, live in Washington, D.C. Surprise, surprise. Which means that we are recording this remotely, which sucks because Jen and Alba get to be in the same room together and I have to be in my pantry in my apartment with no AC. I see you got some bonza in there. Looking good. Oh, yeah. That hey, stuff's great. Sponsor us. We go through, uh... <laughs> yeah, all the things that we could possibly potentially be sponsored by. <laughs> Eat Bonza, guys. It's really good. I mean, we've got Mahatma rice, Tostitos chips. I know that they're definitely trying to move into the podcast market, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, after that uh, fiasco. So, failure to launch. 
Yeah. Oh boy, okay. Oh <laughs> my god, you guys. Okay, so this- I thought that I had seen this movie. I had not. <laughs> I had never seen it. Oh wow. And I realized that like a few seconds into the movie I was like, nope, never seen this. I just my brain just assumed. Oh man, just because it that was I like had. a Matthew McConaughey yeah, and Sarah I mean, Jessica Parker. Where was I in I wanna also- say it was like two thousand six? This was peak McConaughey, right? Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, this was the most Matthew McConaughey that ever McConaughey'd. It, yes, it most certainly was. And um, just a couple things on when I asked my boyfriend, Nick, if he'd want to watch this with me. The way that he remembered this movie, and this is a quote. He said, the one with Sarah Jessica Parker and Terry Bradshaw's butt. <gasps> oh, my <Yes>. God. <laughs> that is the thing that he remembered about this movie. And also, Carrie Bradshaw and Terry Bradshaw are in the same oh movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought that, too. Yeah. Also, yeah, heads up to the listeners. If you want to watch Failure to Launch, Terry Bradshaw's full butt is on screen multiple times. Terry Bradshaw, the, I guess he must be in his 70s football player. Yeah. Yeah. 70s football player that has moved into acting. Oh. He's been on Modern Family. Yeah. Oh, I thought the name sounded familiar. Okay, so maybe we should, like, recap the movie in case people haven't seen it. Because I, I always, like, never want to watch these terrible movies or read these terrible books. But then I get really annoyed when the hosts don't tell me what, what happened. Yeah, you have, um, to, you have to have the information. Before. So we're just trying to set our listeners up for success. Um, so I'll, I'll read the tagline on IMDb. A 30-something still living with his parents until they hire an interventionist to help him graduate out of the house. Wow, that was awful. Um, a 30-something is still living with his parents until they hire an interventionist to help him graduate out of the house. That's when the fun begins. Was this movie fun? Did the fun ever begin? I don't think Guys, so. Guys, he's 37. Like, he's not oh, like the no. early side of 30s. He's, like, into the 30s. Also, you know? I didn't know that Kathy Bates was in this movie. Listen, she and is oh wonderful. Oh, my God. She, she is, but, like, I kind of was mad at her for a little bit. I was mad at her yeah. the entire yeah. time. I was like, Kathy, you don't have to do this. Yeah, don't like, you know that you're a queen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. I just kept thinking of her in, like, um... What was it? Uh, that Any sh- of the American Horror Story shows. American Horror yeah. Story, the one with the witches. Where she Coven. Coven. Coven, yeah, where she oh, was just... So good. The scariest fucking person. And I'm like, and you're here folding his fucking shit? No. Ugh. And letting Terry fucking Bradshaw walk all over you? Lady oh, yeah, the, the, if he won't the like The undertones you? of their sad marriage. Yeah, it really... It got real. Yeah. Like, that was just the part of the movie that I didn't see coming, like... No, no, not at all. Okay, so would one of you guys like to walk us through exactly what happens in this movie? High level. All right. We're, we'll, we're, we'll dive deep. Oh, yes. Okay, high level. Matthew McConaughey... Uh, into the later 30s, uh, has some other slacker stay-at-home living friends that do extreme sports together. Yes, a and, lot of uh, animal comedy. Yeah, actually, this movie opens up where he's on a date with a girl, and she's beautiful, and they're at a nice restaurant. They see a cute older couple, and she says something about them being in love forever. So he brings her home, and she realizes he lives with his parents. 
And the movie kind of takes off from there. His parents um, meet with their neighbors, who apparently are also parents of children who refuse to move out of their house, until they meet, like, the one cool neighbors that got, like, really sexy tattoos somewhere exotic <laughs> in really weird places, You need that way. couple in every movie. Yeah. Well, they somehow managed to get their kid out of the house, and all of these other parents are, like, really interested in how that happens. So... Cut to the next scene, you meet Sarah Jessica Parker and her beautiful self. I don't think she has a horse face. But anyway, that's besides the point. I I, I don't either. Like, I'm, I feel like she, like, every time that I don't see her in something, I'm like, oh, she's funny looking. But then I see her in something again, and I'm like, actually, she's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, she she's has, pretty. like, the perfect features. Like, yeah. her eyes are beautiful, like, her jawline, and I feel like, all that perfection just translate into it doesn't this, like all go together yeah. properly because her yeah. body's also amazing like yeah she's, she's petite also i so, like to think that every sarah jessica parker movie is just carrie bradshaw living in an alternate universe yeah <laughs> me too <laughs> like this is just she didn't move to new york yeah um and this is what she ended up doing for a living yep so would it surprise you two to hear that this movie has four out of five stars on Amazon. No, not at all. <gasps> Wait, really? I was I, shocked. No, I, I saw that and I was like, no way, because on like IMDb, it's like five out of ten. Yeah, that's that's so, why I was so surprised. I was like, there's how? Amazon, listen, guys, I just got onto the Amazon Prime like movie game, and they have a lot of really terrible movies, very highly rated. Amazon ratings, the thing about them is that it it's like in volume. You can have like a five-star rating if four people were like, this was great. Oh, that's all it I takes. You know? Yeah, like, that's true. So it's not, it's not, you know, if you're looking at IMDb, I feel like that's a much more uh, reliable source of information versus the ratings on Amazon. I buy so a lot of let's Amazon. start at the beginning. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. Um, this girl at the beginning I was on it, like so embarrassed for her. Yeah, when like her, I was when Terry so, Bradshaw walks in. Yeah, when Matthew- no, like the whole time I was like, "What is wrong with you, girl?" Even before Terry Bradshaw walks in, like she she starts off the bat, like her first line is like, "I just feel so close to you," and I was like, "Honey." Too much. This is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. What are you doing? And then did you guys notice that when they were having sex, she kept saying, I'm so happy. Are you happy? Oh, yeah. She did do that. <laughs> and it's super awkward. Like, I get why he wanted to break up with her because she was a little, like, intense. But granted, we don't know what happened before then. We don't know what kind of Yeah, do we know how long they had been dating? Nope. Because it seemed just like... I mean, they saw old people and she thought about being yeah. with him forever. But, like, if this was, like, a first date, then, like, whoa. You know, we're, we're going a little she fast. She suffers from the just generic blonde in a movie that needs to fill a very specific role. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. She yeah, just, needs just to... felt so bad. Yeah, it was. It's hard for her, you know. She thought she found a great guy. She dodged a bullet. Yeah, she really did. I just, yeah. I also can't get over the fact that she somehow thought that this was his home, even though that bedroom is definitely not the master bedroom right? in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so at some at some point, she must have asked herself, like, 
what else do you have in here? You know, like I'll see later, you know, I'll wear one of your sexy button ups and walk around. Oh, his shirts. Yeah. He's like contractually obligated to just wear button downs, but have like the first three buttons open. Oh yeah. Like the polo ones. Yeah. Yeah. There was way, there were way too many button downs in this movie where I was like, you look like, you look like that shirt is stuck to you. Yes. Like, it looks like that shirt has never been washed and you have never washed yourself. I mean, that's Matthew McConaughey's look. Matthew McConaughey is going to always be some variation of the guy from Dazed and Confused. You know what but I'm, he's not. I feel like in this movie, to some extent, he's like, maybe that was him as like a teenager. And now he's like full adult. So he's like still kind of scamming on girls. But like he's somewhat matured. I don't know. Shiesty guy. I feel like after like, I feel like he turned a corner where he was like, okay, I've made a bunch of money doing these romantic comedies. Now I'm going to be in True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club. And oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely like left the rom-coms behind for a while. He made that money and then focused on his craft, you know? Yeah. So they're having sex. She's very happy and asking him if he's happy. Is that what, like, the writers of the movie thought, like, think, like, this is what women talk like when they're having sex? (laughs) What the hell was that? Maybe it was deliberate. Maybe it was like, hey, people, he's trying to get rid of this girl. And then, like, cue Terry Bradshaw coming in, like, hey, son, like, in the middle of the night, just, like, willy-nilly. How often does Terry Bradshaw walk in on his son? He does it every time his son brings someone home. It's <laughs> it's a routine. They've talked about it. It's on schedule. He's like, all right, dad, give me like 15 minutes and then just walk in. You know, when you hear a lot of like bed shaking. But it's like so shameless that he like gets his parents in on this. You know, like he's, yeah, he has and, no backbone. How could you not just break up with a girl yourself? Well, Why do you and the your parents, parents do it? like if you have such an issue with your son living at home maybe don't do his laundry and make him breakfast every morning like kathy bates what are you doing yeah i yeah i found her role in this movie really i think most of the women in this movie i was like oh except for the one who was dead the only (laughs) woman of color in this movie who was also dead yeah never shows up oh my god yeah never understand what's going on with her yep amy we will get to that later Um, so then the next morning he goes to yoga with his bros, which... All right. Can we talk about their names? Yeah. Okay. So we have Trip. Is Ace short for Ace (laughs) Rooney? We have Trip, Demo, and Ace. Yeah. Because of course those are the names of all the male characters in this movie. So when you guys are watching this yoga scene, though, when you're looking at these three guys, like sweaty on the floor... And you look at Bradley Cooper, who is one of the guys, and then the other dude on the other side of Matthew McConaughey, who honestly, like, he's a good-looking guy, but I really don't know his name. And I feel a little bad, but I didn't even, like, make the effort to look uh, up who he was. Justin Bartha. Yeah, that one. I had to look it up. He's been (sighs) in things. They are the original cast of The Hangover, you guys. Oh, my God. I I was just going to ask, isn't this movie the prequel to The Hangover? Yes. Yes. That is what it is. They traded Zoe Deschanel for like you know younger, prettier model. Zach and Galifianakis. <laughs> and yeah, yes. And they traded uh, Matthew McConaughey for someone else. Ed Helms. Yes. Ed Helms. Yeah. I'm like trying to think. Um, so 
These three guys whose names are, again, Ace, Trip, and Demo. What the fuck even is Demo? That's not a name. This, Those names lead me to believe that the writers of this movie not only have never met any real women, they've never met any people. Yeah. No, no. They just have been alone in, in a room together for as long as they know. And it's like, oh, it's 2006. These are these are their names people are using, yeah, right? right? Definitely. Ace. Um, so they go to yoga, the guy, the main guy, Matthew McConaughey's parents find out about Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker brings coffee to Lazy Boy chair salesman. Yeah. Yeah, to be able to nap in the store. Now, was this a, like, does she do this? Yes. Or was it a ploy to meet him? No, because that was I definitely also, a ploy. It was that would be sure crazy. I don't know. She looks like... She's just one of those yeah. women who just She's like, like also friendly furniture. to everyone and you has must be friends stable. You're everywhere. Furniture for your house, except it's your parents' house. Um. So Matthew McConaughey meets Sarah Jessica Parker, and then like they, there is no talk about the fact that like she is being paid to meet him. Like the the director of this movie acts like we have no idea what the premise of this movie is. Like it's a big twist when we find out that Sarah Jessica Parker is being paid to hang out with him. But something that like makes me crazy about this movie is Zoe Deschanel plays Sarah Jessica Parker's like lesser best friend, but she's fucking Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about that friendship. Yes, please, let's talk about it. Because the age difference between the two actresses. If Jessica, if Sarah Jessica Parker has her life together, why does she have a roommate? Yeah. Well, also, are, okay. So my other question was: Are is this is the premise of this movie that Sarah Jessica Parker and Zoe Deschanel are the same age? No way. There's no way. I don't think like. So. I I feel like that was part it of it. Be. Where they I, were just like chummy. Gals hanging out. Yeah, they like went to college together and moved to the big city. Yeah, we lived together. Went to college together. (laughs) So Wendy Chanel is a solid 15 years younger than Jessica Parker. So something about this character, this Zoe Deschanel character that I really, I did not understand was they kept talking about like very serious issues as if they were like punchlines for this character. Like, Every time that Sarah Jessica Parker was like, oh, are you drinking again? To those One of those movies that you like to drink to. I was like, what the fuck are she they She went everywhere She is a high-functioning alcoholic. Yeah. And that, is she even high-functioning? Oh, yeah. She's, she's and she mean. stopped sleeping. Yeah. Like, halfway through the movie because yeah. of the bird. Like, Sarah Jessica Parker's over here, like, not just completely missing the warning signs that her roommate has not slept in a while and is an alcoholic. I got to admit, so, though, the bird chirping storyline is maybe my favorite part of this movie. Because <laughs> it's happened to me. I have been that person with a bird outside my window chirping at night for no reason. And it made me crazy to where, like, I did the same thing. I didn't go to a gun store and buy a gun. I went outside to look for the bird <laughs> and threw things at the tree to try and get it to stop. That was the thing I did. So that storyline, it it resonates with me. I, I get it. It's very frustrating, but that that's all. That's all I had to say about the bird. 
<laughs> and it was not a mockingbird from what I understand. I don't know that mockingbirds live in Florida, but I could be wrong about that. I'm probably wrong about that. I don't know my birds. I also thought it was really weird when they were, they just started talking about like, oh, it's a mockingbird. Like, is that a thing that people know that mockingbirds are just like what they are? Because then later when she, when she goes to the gun store, <laughs> yeah, the guy, guy is like, you can't kill a mockingbird. And she's like, why? And he's like, because of the book to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> Which is like the thing I thought too. I'm like, because the book said, but. You know. <laughs> also, I just that whole scene. There's lots of questions because, just yeah, the gun store scene. Yeah, the gun store scene. Cause I mean, I. So did you guys also notice that? Okay, so let's talk about this. Zoe Deschanel goes into a gun store to buy a gun to kill a mockingbird, which you're not supposed to do because of the book. Um, the guy in the gun store is oh, what 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 is his name? Rob Cordry. Yeah, I think yes. so. So, <laughs> my I think my favorite part of this movie was when Rob Corddry takes the, like, sample gun away from Zoe Deschanel and is like, you know, I get sad sometimes, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not funny or okay, but I still kind of laughed. Yeah. It's because she only asked for one bullet. Oh, she did. Yeah. And did you guys notice that later as she's running out of the store because she's behaving like a crazy person in a gun store, um, she shoplifts a shotgun shell? Yep. I yeah. did catch that. Just one. I, I just felt like that that whole scene was like so timely. Like, oh, no. Well, is this is what buying a gun is like in America. No, it is not. There is no way that if you walk into a gun store and have every intention of buying a gun that you don't walk out with a gun. That's not real. You think so? I feel like that is highly inaccurate. I don't know. I've only been to like a gun range once, but I feel like she didn't really like she was a little odd, but I don't think she like displayed any anything that would like raise a red flag and like are there restrictions on whether or not they will sell you a gun because like i don't know if it's yeah like, and it changes on the type of gun yeah i think like somehow, and it changes on the state yeah hmm. where was this movie set i have no idea i someplace on the water that isn't colorado yeah. right i was trying to figure but that also out didn't seem like california just like a place no or it seemed like a very specific like place in California where I was like, there are not that many people living at home in this area. I don't know. It seemed like the eastern seaboard. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I felt that too. It, it was probably because of all the old sailboats. Yeah. All these old sailboats Matthew McConaughey is trying to move. Um, oh, okay. So before we move on from Zoe Deschanel's character, though, I do want to just read this bonkers five-star review on Amazon. Oh, yes. Juicy. It's titled Bipolar Sidekick Steals Movie. Okay. <laughs> if you have ever found yourself attracted to a bipolar person, check out Paula's sidekick played by Zoe Deschanel. I agree with the other reviewers that she is the funniest thing in the movie, but her character also made me see quote unquote bipolar differently. Sure, some of them are impossible, and this was only a movie, but they have a bad rap in society that is overemphasized politically. <laughs> Under, oh, that is, oh, I think he made a mistake. That overemphasizes politically correct underreaction. Zoe, Zoe Deschanel is Jungian, 
She is not dominated by <laughs> one way or another of reacting to something. She will see and express both pleasure and annoyance at the advances of her suitor. And by the end of the movie, they seem to be having the most fun compared to the lead couple who turn out to be boringly tradition traditional after all. What is this dude what? talking about? Was there an entire storyline that I missed? I don't think she's bipolar. I don't think so. He's either. making a lot of assumptions about her yeah. character. She's only in the movie like maybe 30 minutes. Like if you yeah. cut of her scenes together. She so doesn't have a lot of talking time in the movie. And when she does talk, like, I think she's only mean. I mean, I, I mean, don't know. She's only playing quirky Zoe Deschanel. I don't, yeah. I didn't take that as bipolar. She just needed to sleep. Yeah. I don't know, Alba. Um, she was wearing a lot of very chunky necklaces. It's true. It was it was a little edgy for her. It was. There were no cutesy dresses. She did wear a lot of jeans. And she oh, drank. She did wear jeans. That was yeah. weird. Yeah. And she drank was. a lot of Bud Light. Oh yeah. Oh, she did. And she drank a lot of Bud Light. You guys know where, right? At the paintball range. Yeah. What the hell was that? Where? Why did they act like everywhere that this guy took Sarah Jessica Parker was like the most romantic, like, like completely surprising place when he took her to go fucking play paintball? Guys, before this, he took her on a boat that was not his to have lunch. And then it got crashed by the owner of the (laughs) boat. He showed up and then she was smooth as butter and like came up with like, your boat is yar. And like, I don't know what yar means, but you make it sound good. And yar. And it's like the perfect the, the moment for, for Matthew McConaughey's character to be like, oh my God, she's not like other women. She yeah. knows about boats. Yeah. She's, she knows about boats. He also stole her lunch. He threw her lunch away. I remember just being like so upset for her. Yeah. Like, no, my favorite what the thing hell was like, is this? no, I'm not one of those girls that doesn't actually eat. I, I eat my food. And I was like, yeah, yeah, me too. What is he doing? Yeah. Well, I was also like, hey, man, that's not what all women are like. Fucking rude. Don't sell out your gender because we have to eat salads. <laughs> rude. There was also like a second love affair happening in this movie. And it wasn't just like Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey or like Zoe Deschanel and like that guy. There was also the love affair between all of the animals in the world and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I found that. I was not expecting that. Really weird. But I I do like when I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, the whole like world is against him because he's living in an unnatural state. So nature (laughs) is against him. Also, like who the hell of all of like who believes that Bradley Cooper is Zen? I don't know. <laughs> he does not give off a Zen impression. Like, never, ever. I just, I don't think he can. And it was really weird the way, like, he specifically had, like, a very particular connection to animals. Like, okay, so the first one is a chipmunk attacks Matthew McConaughey. And it, I think that these were supposed to be, like, funny breakups in the scenes, but I didn't find them very funny. Um... And then the second one is a dolphin, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then when the dolphin is attacking Matthew McConaughey, Bradley Cooper yells, take me with you. Yeah. (laughs) To where? To drown. To the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. With the rest of this movie. Oh, man. (laughs) Burn. 
Um, yeah, there were. I I feel like I could talk about the paintball scene like for forty minutes. So. They get to the paintball scene and, like, these guys are talking about her and they're like, oh, where's where's Lazy Girl? And I'm like, really? Oh, my God! <laughs> like, I don't know. And then they talk about how, like, oh, well, you know, she's not going to last too long. And it's like, why not? And it's like, because you live at home, man. And they're so self-aware of, like, their flaws, but, like, so unabashedly, like, not willing to do anything Yeah, like, there's it. something wrong with her for having a problem with you living at home. But yeah. Not like, hey, how can we change our circumstances? Yeah. But yeah, just the the animal comedy was completely unexpected. And I think well, there it's, were... it's a thing that stayed with me after well, this movie. Also, Matthew McConaughey got bit by a chipmunk and didn't go to the doctor. He probably had rabies. Maybe. There was also know. a lot of problematic animal use in this movie because she... Evidently, very regularly takes men to a vet's office where she does not have oh a dog. Oh my god! Yeah, the to whole talk time. This dog that's dying. That's not. That's clearly a healthy dog that's not dying. See, I wasn't sure. And then sure. that's supposed to make her horny. Um, or him horny? It's the most what big, is? It's uh, supposed to build the connection. It's one of the most important days, guys. I don't know. I've had a whole, a lot of problems with this because pretending that anything bad happens to a dog is just not cool. Yeah, you. at first I thought like that dog was really being put down, yeah, and, and they like, just belonged to someone family? else. And then luckily that wasn't the case because otherwise I would have had some bigger problems. Yeah, but why? I mean, like I, she I don't knows, know. and she knows the woman at the at the vet at the vet. Just yeah, evidently they're like people. bros. Yeah. yeah. Does she get a cut of her payment? I <sighs> doubt I it. I want to know the the economics and, and all of this. Yeah, how like, much how does she, she get paid? How does she get... Do his parents debt? end up paying for like... Well, I guess he pays for the dates, but she expends the, the vet office I, visit? Yeah, I don't know. How do you... I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, maybe that's billable to the client. <laughs> yeah. Definitely put that on your expense report. No, I don't know. I don't know. that. I feel like there has to be something in place to prevent random people from pretending that your dog is their dog, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you leave your dog at the vet. Yeah, you just You just of, pick him up later. You assume that when you come and back. And then you don't know, like... Who was in the room with my dog? If I knew that, put, I would well, be like, again, I would like a cut of whatever you're getting paid because you use my dog. Yeah, that's so true. So, and these dates are extremely romantic. Um, they go to paintball. They go to put her fake dead dog down. Um, they go on an old boat. A, oh, so they end up on a boat, and I kept thinking to myself, like, whose fucking boat is this? Whose boat is this? You don't own a boat. It's definitely one of his, like, client's boats. Um, and then they go to eat crab, and that's where they have their first kiss. And evidently they kiss with, like, a fucking mouth full of crab. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> also, yeah and, like, she makes the point, because, like, mm. like, later on she sees her roommate. And she's like, oh, yeah, I probably smell like fish. And it's like, you were making out with someone. Gross. That's. That's when Zoe Deschanel calls her a dirty little fun haver. Yeah. 
She does. She's not wrong. She's like, that's not what I smell. I smell fun. <laughs> the fuck does fun smell like? Um, then he, he, okay, so then after they kiss, which by the way, you're 37 years old and you kiss and you're like, uh-oh, gotta break up. Yeah. Um. So they kiss and he takes her over to his parents' house when his parents are there, anticipating that she will want to break up with him. But she's being paid by his parents, so that's not going to happen. But then, so I found this really weird. They acted like that had never happened before. Like, she had never hung out with a guy who then takes him to the house, or takes her to the house, and then the parents happen to be there. Which I was like, if you've been doing this for years and years, and you're getting referrals all over the place, how how is this something that you were not prepared for? Yeah. Maybe she's just really good at her job. I don't know. I don't know because based on this film, she did not appear to be very good at her job. Yeah, we saw her fall for the first guy that she helped in this film. I mean, she did go on a date with uh, Patrick Oswald. Is that his name? Pat Oswald. <laughs> Patrick. Ooh, that guy. Yeah, a lot more people in this movie than I originally thought. Yeah. yeah. Like with very small parts. Like, Rob Corddry. Yeah. Random. Yeah, and also, like, if this is your job and you're pretending to date someone, why would you start dating someone else before you're done with the current guy? Like, you're so I don't up. know. I, I don't know how lucrative it is. And also, how big is this town? Yeah. Not big, because she ran into that's, a yeah. ace at the coffee shop. Yeah. While she was... Well, with- then... Try to just get a date out of it instead of like what a where, fucking creep. <laughs> where does his loyalties lie? Yeah, you don't go to yeah, yoga. Yeah, he immediately obviously goes to tell Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he did. He's just another spineless character in this movie. And then when so when Sarah Jessica Parker is trying to convince Zoe Deschanel to go out on a date with him with not Bradley Cooper, Asa Rooney. Um, <laughs> She's like, he's a troll. Like, this movie did this thing where they took very good-looking, fit actors, and they were like, ew! I'm pretty How sure, disgusting! I'm pretty sure she also called him the quirky one, which, coming from her, is just... Wow, yeah. hypocrite. Right? How could you? Quirky Zoe Deschanel. That is who she is. Like, what the hell was that? I was like, these people are all very successful actors. None of them is a troll. No. Not at all. But then they go on a date, like Zoe Deschanel and Quirky Dude. They go on oh, a date. Oh, but only because he has a BB gun. Right. And he <laughs> brings a BB gun home. And, like, I do, like I said before, I like the bird storyline. But I feel like they spent a lot of money on, like, bird CGI. <laughs> and that really grossed me out. Yeah. Like, like it was just, like, like birds are really not, dirty. Yeah. And you just made out with that bird. And then they and make then they, out. A lot of gross making out in this movie. Yeah. A lot of gross making out. Yeah. A lot of, like, touching animals with your mouth and then immediately touching a person with that same <laughs> yeah. mouth. That is how diseases spread. Yeah. But they're the quirky ones in the movie. Yeah. They don't even care. <laughs> Oh. To, to be fair, I do think that the bird CPR was like the high point of the film for me. 
Yeah, I was really worried they had killed him. I was like, again, with the fake out of the dead animals. Yeah, I'm glad that, like, no animals were harmed in the making of this film. So, at that point, so this Ace Rooney, at some point on the date, Zoe Deschanel asks Ace, because that's his name, Ace, um, if he, if Ace is short for Ace Rooney, and then it didn't matter whatever his answer was, because I didn't hear it, because oh, yeah, at no, that no. point I was like, no, 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 your name is Ace Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, his name is Philip. Oh! <laughs> Like, has nothing to do with Ace. <laughs> I don't remember the reason he cited Ace, but, um, but yeah, no, his name is Philip. So at that point, everyone, basically everyone else in the film, except for Matthew McConaughey, knows that Sarah Jessica Parker is dating Matthew McConaughey for money. And that's the first time that we hear the name Amy. Yeah. yeah. So for, for the listeners at home, Matthew McConaughey has been hanging out with his quote-unquote nephew this whole movie. Um, And he is a young African-American boy, like a very small child. Um, And Matthew McConaughey and his fake nephew, Bradley Cooper and Sarah Jessica Parker, go to a baseball game. And Matthew McConaughey goes to the bathroom and Bradley Cooper says, Hey, Sarah Jessica Parker, I have to tell you something. That's not... Matthew McConaughey's nephew. And I swear to God, I was like, oh, no, something really bad is happening in this movie. (laughs) Like something very sinister is going on. (laughs) But actually, and it's not his son either, which I was like, then like, what is the point of this? What what is happening here? It's. It's Matthew McConaughey's ex-fiance's son that is also not Matthew McConaughey's. And this was a woman named Amy, who we have not heard about before in this movie, and we do not hear about again. There's not even a picture of her anywhere. There's no picture of her. There's no, like, what was their relationship? Like, what, like, when did she die? Maybe, I guess he says, like, six years ago. But did they say how she died? Nope, no. not how she died. Nothing. Not who is this young boy's father? Like nothing. And and he is the only person of color in the entire movie. True. Yeah. Like I was like, what the hell is this? What what are we watching? Is is he just there to like manipulate us to maybe like Matthew McConaughey? Because yeah. Because without him, this guy looks like a psychopath. Exactly. Yep. That, that is, is totally. That it. is the whole point of the Amy storyline. Yep. He's not like, that bad, guys. Hey, guys, there's a reason why he lives at home. He had his shit together until. But then it's like. I guess until he was 31 because she died six years ago and he was still living with his parents. Right? Like, True. it's been, like, I don't want to yeah. be mean, I mean, but it's I been six years. I don't know how long years. it takes to heal from something like that, so. But still. But like, six years. Yeah. Yes. You know. But I know that by the time you're 31, like, maybe you leave the nest, buddy. Yeah. Uh. So after that. <laughs> Okay, so I lied, because um, my actual favorite part of this movie were the two Russian giants that they play basketball with. <laughs> yes. Another thing that, like, never pays off and never goes anywhere, but at least this one is delightful, is that in the very next scene, Bradley Cooper is trying to convince Matthew McConaughey that, like, Sarah Jessica Parker is cool, because she has great hair and good spatial awareness. <laughs> she does have great hair. Yeah. like he's, And he's good not spatial wrong. awareness. Yeah, it's important. 
Um, and there are two Russian giants there, and they are, like, I have written down here, it's okay to cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's what they say to them. Like, I just wanted an entire movie about the Russian giants. Yeah, just giving commentary on everything that those other guys were doing. Yeah, like, they're in the background at every scene, like, when they're doing yoga, they're yeah. just in the background. <laughs> Like, these two guys just, like, really want to be part of this yeah. clique, but they don't live at home, so they can't be a part of the group. Yeah. Oh, and then after that is when Matthew McConaughey takes her home, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, makes a dinner. Yeah. So he finds out that Sarah Jessica Parker is being paid because uh, Bradley, not-so-smooth Cooper, tells him. And it's like, no, man. Like, she's actually cool. Like, yeah, she's being paid. But, you know, she's cool. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Matthew McConaughey understandably gets upset and storms home and tells everybody, I'm making dinner and cooks up a storm. So he's like an angry cook and has Sarah Jessica Parker over with his parents. And he, he gets pulls, them all. He pulls a fast one on them. Yeah, he gets them all to sit down at the table and is like, yeah, I'm uh, enjoying this meal with all the people that I really love. And, you know, he's saying it sarcastically, but they don't know that yet. And so he uh, calls them out on their sh- on their shit. He's like, hey, you don't have to pay her anymore because she can move in here with me. Yeah, and he just basically asks, like, it's time for us to move in together. Yeah. Let's turn the second floor of this house into our master suite. Yeah. Which, like... <laughs> and, like, why would you think that that's the solution? But, I mean, obviously he doesn't, but it's just not kind. I mean, it's so clearly a naked room. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what it's supposed to be. (laughs) So later on in the movie, what we discover is that Terry Bradshaw has just been spending all of these years yearning for his son to leave the house so that he could have a room where he was allowed to be naked all the time, which is when you see Terry Bradshaw's butt. Yep. And he has a fish tank. The only nudity in this this whole movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. There was no other nudity except for Terry Bradshaw's butt. How, what was this movie rated? Uh, uh, let's see. Probably PG-13. PG-13. Well, because they did, they did say fuck once. Oh. Yeah, you only, when, get, you only get that one. Yeah, when uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is, like, chasing Matthew McConaughey out of his house. And oh. she's like, wait, Trip, wait. And she, like, gets in his car and he's like, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah. Which was, like, very harsh, actually. I was like, oh. Also, a really nice car. I thought car. so, too. I was like, oh, that's very. It's like, that what? happens when you live at home. You can afford, like, a really nice vintage car. Yeah, a nice vintage Porsche. Yeah. That's what he drove. That Porsche. is true. So he discovers that she... Is being paid to, I guess, date him. He moves out of the house. And then she goes back to his parents and, like, returns the money. And it's like, I'm so sorry I made your son move out of the house. I was like, bitch, that's your job. But also, like, where does he move to? Because it looks like he's just, like, living on other people's boats. Like, he doesn't actually get an apartment. He's just like, all right, well, I'm not going to my mom's anymore. Like, let me just live somewhere where someone else has to take care of stuff. And it doesn't belong to me. Yeah, so. he just lives on other people's boats and then drinks all day around a small, impressionable child. Who, like, calls him on his shit, actually. So, like, you know, I guess that's another thing that he's useful for in this movie. Yeah, well, is this young child the only adult in this entire film? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a romantic comedy trope. 
Yeah, it is. Um, and then, so after he's talking to the child about, I don't remember what, I just remember that he was pounding beers, and then the little kid has, like, soda cans as if, like, oh, this is okay, when really it's not. You shouldn't be binge drinking in front of a child who's not even your child. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the family of this child? They should not be letting him hang out with Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. His mom is already dead. But, like, he has a father. Right? I'm assuming. We I would assume so. We had gotten more details about his life. We're not supposed to know about his life. Also, something just came up to, like, Matthew McConaughey was on Sex and the City. He played himself. So Wait, this what? is So, remember when Carrie breaks up with Aiden? Uh-huh. And goes to New York, or goes to California. And they <gasps> yeah. want to, because they want to auction, or like, they want to make a TV show about her columns, or like a movie. Yeah. And it's Matthew McConaughey, oh who's trying God. to like, he like talks to her, he's like, what about the big relationship? What about big? What happened there? And she's like, oh no, I don't want to talk to you, Matthew McConaughey, about this. But yeah. Oh my gosh. I do want to talk to big. Episode. Yeah. So he was trying to be big. In this episode, like he yeah, wanted that he part. he wanted yeah, like he was playing himself, Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey, the actor. They wanted to make a movie about her columns, and he was going to play uh, Mr. Big. Wow. Wait, Matthew McConaughey was going to play Mr. Big? Yeah, yes. no, that sounds terrible. Bad casting, terrible yeah, that, casting. That's when she walks away from it. Yeah, she's, she's like, smart. I need to go back to New York. Yep. She gets a Brazilian wax in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> it's a lot it stood of out. <laughs> a lot of cameos because that's also when she dates. Uh... Oh, Vince Vaughn. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, he's the real Wait. estate agent. <laughs> yes. This is. Whoa, I mean, this segued into yeah, a whole Sex in the City breakdown. I mean, we're gonna have to talk about that at some point. Yeah, because for sure. I don't want to anyway. get. But yeah, there are a lot of cameos mm-hmm. in those two episodes where she goes to California. Really good. Carrie Fisher. Is also because that's who he house sits for. Oh my god! Yeah, is she the one who comes home and is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, because oh they're god. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's that ends a portion of Sex in the City. Yeah. End sidebar. So um, so I I wrote after he talks to this kid with beer and Coca Cola. There's another animal attack. I don't remember this one. It's a lizard. They go rock climbing. So his friends think, like, okay, my, my buddy's feeling down. Let's go climb some rocks. Which, like, I guess if you're an extreme dude, that's what you do. Maybe it is California. Because, like, on the eastern Well, seaboard, they also do too many sports. Yeah. Because they go like, surfing. Like, in this movie, so. I was like, it is 2006. Y'all have, like, AC and Netflix. Like, you don't need to be working this hard. Like, they go mountain biking boating, paintball something, surfing, mountain climbing. Like, just pick one. It's really okay. We'll we'll watch multiple scenes of them surfing. It's fine. I blame Bradley Cooper and his, like, weirdly, like, in-touch-with-nature character that is his persona in this movie. (laughs) Oh, because that's when Bradley Cooper says, nature rejects you. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It is. That's where he has his breakthrough. Yeah, they go uh, rock climbing, and um, quirky dude, Philip, is uh, the guy down at the bottom of the cliff, because he's not climbing, and he's, like, giving them slack on a rope, 
and he's trying to eat a carrot or something. I don't know. He's reaching for something. And Matthew McConaughey sticks his hand in a place where there is a lizard, apparently a very peace-loving lizard that is a vegetarian. And the lizard bites his hand, and he falls from a cliff and hits the ground. And his friend goes flying because he's, like, the weight holding him up. So it's a funny moment where, you know... There's action. He falls down. His finger is bitten. Is this which the most again... like physical comedy that Matthew McConaughey has ever done? I don't know. Did he do his own stunts? I think so. I mean, he seems like the guy that would. Yeah, he would. You know, he saw like he totally would. outdoorsy. I lived in a trailer. Yeah, that's a horror movie, and he was like <laughs> dirty the whole time. I didn't watch it, but I just assume. <laughs> But anyway, he's probably concussed, and they're like, oh, man, like, nature doesn't like you. Like, you've had all of these animals that exist in nature so peacefully, like, mess with you and bite you purposefully. I resent that, like, this movie would ever think that, like, nature would give a fuck about Matthew McConaughey's love (laughs) life. right? Yeah, like, nature hates you because you're alone. That's the message. Was he like Cinderella before and, like, the little animals would just follow him everywhere because he lived, like, so happily? Apparently, because once, like, everything is resolved and they go on the boat that we don't know who it belongs to. Oh, it's it's his, actually. It's called Miss Paula. Oh, so I'm guessing this is, like, in the... Then he eventually had money to move out and buy a boat? Yeah. I feel like he's always had the money. And shit, he's been living at home for six years selling boats. So he's, like, racked up some money somewhere. Alba, if nature teaches us anything, it's that once you find love, you will definitely get super rich. Yeah, and then you'll have dolphins that just, like, come up to you and hang out. Oh. And don't aggressively try to maul you or anything. It was a really cute dolphin moment, I will say. It was was sweet. It was a real dolphin. No. (laughs) No? (laughs) Not the end where he's like, oh, dolphin, we're friends now. I'm one with nature. I refuse to believe that you could just be friends with a dolphin in the wild. The dolphin is validating. He came from his dolphin herd to validate (laughs) Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker's relationship. He's like, hey, man, you're good now. I just wanted to tell you. I just came to, like, squeak at you for a sec. No, I refuse to believe that nature gives a shit about fucking Matthew McConaughey in this movie. Like, he is so gross. Why would a beautiful, peaceful <laughs> dolphin ever be like, hey, man, you're the one I want to be friends with? <laughs> it's true. And then he has the weirdest response to when a dolphin doesn't attack him. He's just like, yeah, it's chill. <laughs> it's a very Matthew McConaughey yeah. reaction. Um. So the lizard attacks Matthew McConaughey. Um. This is the first time, number one, it's the first time in the movie that I think they say Zoe Deschanel's name, which evidently is Kit. Yes. Short for Catherine. Sarah Jessica Parker is like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Colorado. The hellhole of this universe, I guess. And Zoe Deschanel's like, you're moving back in with your parents. Judgment. Oh, no. Yeah. We've come full circle now. Um, and then that is when we find out that Ace, Ace Aruni, Philip, <laughs> actually owns his home. He does not live at home like Bradley Cooper and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because it turns out that, like, Matthew McConaughey was really the only one truly living with his parents. Because, like, Ace owns his house, and then you have Demo. Demo. Bradley Cooper is just, like, a wanderer. Yeah, he just wanders the earth. So he technically, yeah, or other people's. Which is why he has such an intense connection with nature. Yes. Evidently. So we discover that Ace Rooney owns his place. And then we move straight on into full-on seeing Terry Bradshaw's butt. No. Which I think was the real star of the movie. No, we didn't. You missed a part. Hold. Oh, no. You missed the whole part where Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker are not speaking to each other. So everyone else in this movie comes together to get them to talk to each other again. So this is like the grand resolution to their, like... Matthew McConaughey being really resentful that she was being paid to date him situation. So the mom, uh, Kathy Bates, Terry Bradshaw, Ace and Demo and Kit and the cute little nephew all get together and they're like, guys, these people are hurting. We have to figure something out. (laughs) And so they figure that, you know, they're going to somehow plot them to get together. So what they do is Kit offers to take Sarah Jessica Parker to the airport and she's like, oh, I, could, I just have to stop at, you know, my boyfriend Philip's house really quick, you know, just really cash. <laughs> and just like, do you want to come in? And like, I don't know how they went from just being like really weird to where she didn't want to talk to him and she called him a troll to like, oh, he's like my boyfriend and like, let's go to his house now. He saved a bird. He, uh, yeah, he did save. That's he mouth to mouth resuscitation. Yeah. 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 He's okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> So they bring Sarah Jessica Parker into the house and then Zoe Deschanel locks her into the house and tells her to look in the closet where Matthew McConaughey was kidnapped and is tied up. And like drugged, I'm guessing, because he was like, was he passed out at some point? I don't know if he was passed out or if he was just like in there waiting for someone to like come get him. But then they're like in Ace's slash Philip slash quirky guy's house. And there are like entirely too many cameras in this room. Oh, my God, that was so messed up. Yeah. And she never unties him. Like, they have this whole conversation where, like, they're finally, you know, going to get together. And she never unties him. Nope. She didn't even offer. She just ripped off the tape off his face, which, ow. Yeah. And then their friends are watching with an entire restaurant. They broadcast it entire bar is watching. Yeah. Everybody has commentary. So, I don't know. It was and really somehow weird. also Kathy Bates and the nephew and Terry Bradshaw are watching. Yeah, they're streaming live from their own personal home computer access to this guy's uh, home video network, which is, again, just really creepy. Yeah, like, they're like, they, oh, I can't they see your face. Like, and they're like, oh, hold on. I've got another angle. And he like, I've got 10 cameras that span the entire room. And then like, Zoe Deschanel even is like, did you have these on last night? And he's like, he definitely oh. taped them having sex. Yeah, yeah right? It's really Not cool. Not That's cool. fucking I, gross. Oh, yeah. That is really fucked up. You also, I ask. wrote it down. It was not 10 cameras. It was 27 cameras. Holy shit. <laughs> Too Ooh, many. Why? Entirely too many. So and this was 2006. Like this wasn't, you know, the nest or no. That that took some time yeah. to set up. Yeah, yeah, and the entire like bar is watching. And did you guys notice? Okay, there was this really weird trope in this movie where 
women would just slap men in public. Like the girl saying to her boyfriend, like, no. And then like she slapped him. I don't remember yeah. what he was saying. He he was like, I'm a powerboat man. And she was like, no, you're not. And she slaps him. And then the guy at the bar is crying yeah. because he's like, it's so nice. And his girlfriend or the female waitress, who I guess isn't even his girlfriend, slaps him in like the back of the head. And I was like, hey, man, this movie is really it's toxic for women. It's toxic for men. Like, <laughs> yeah. For it's animals. Okay. Let people live. Let people feel what they need to feel. And just like don't slap people in public or in private unless yeah. that's what you're into. <laughs> also, am I the only one who thought so when Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey like make up, they start making out and the cameras are still rolling. So Terry Bradshaw because they're watching with the nephew is like I'm going to I'm I'm going to close this champ um, am I the only one who thought that Kathy Bates was for sure going to, like, open yes. the laptop back Yes, up? I thought the same thing. I was, was like, like she lady's... seems kind of into it. Like, this lady's going to watch her son bone this lady. She gave money to date him. She paid oh, someone to was, date uh, her son. That was another weird thing. When they, like... The parents know that Sarah Jessica Parker is having sex with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. That was really and the hard. Dad is like, the dad's like, I'm paying for it. I'll look if I want. Oh, God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, not cool. I think I blocked that part out because, like, you guys just reminded me of it. Yeah, I know. It was pretty cringeworthy. <laughs> and I watched this, like, two days ago. Yeah. It hasn't it been bad. a full 48 hours. Yeah. I think I still have access to it if oh, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty gross. And then, like, she fucks up her, like, little walk of shame where she's, like, trying to walk out and she knocks over the damn vase. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, I, I didn't, you, I gotta go. Uh, bye. And, like, I didn't leaves. just have sex with your yeah, son. Yeah, it was really awkward. And you oh, were you're paying me. people. Like, I don't know. Rookie it's very mistake. uncomfortable. <laughs> Also, in the least Sarah Jessica Parker look I've ever seen, in that makeup scene, she's wearing a blazer with flip flops. Did anyone else no. notice that? What? No. No. What? Yeah, in the scene where Matthew McConaughey tells her that her pants make her look fat. Oh, yeah. That's like when she's on her way to the airport. Where, oh, no. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. When it's they're, when like, they're arguing. like making up. Yeah. In Ace Rooney's house with the 27 cameras. Yeah. But also, like, how how did they get him tied up? I mean, I guess there's, like, more of those people. But, like, why is, like, forcing a conversation by kidnapping, like, the way you go? I liked Ace Rooney's idea. He was like, you get one of them flowers and write a note. And then you get the <laughs> other one flowers and write them a note. And then they think that they sent each other flowers and they talk again. Seems, you know, very. Yeah, like, how do you go about telling your kids your... Yeah. Your story. Oh, man. That's a really awkward story to tell I mean, Like, aside from the parents, it was like, well, we broke up, and then my friends kidnapped me, tied me up, and hid me in a closet. <laughs> but it was for Which true love. Which is totally normal. Yeah. yeah it was, it's for true love. Yeah, but it was, in, it was in pursuit of love, so it was all worth it. Um, and then they uh, decide to give it a go. They, uh, they think that they can overcome... The fact that they've been kidnapped and they've lied to each other. So the whole basis of the relationship is just 
A lie. A lie, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. This movie also has like three endings. Does it really? They like do. Every time that this that, that it ended, I was like, okay, that's the end. And then <laughs> it's like, oh no, wait, don't forget about Ace. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, don't we gotta, forget about Demo. We gotta catch up with our friends. Yeah, we gotta find out what happened to them. And then like classic romantic comedy, like just fun scenes during the credits. So like you don't go home, but yeah. like they add nothing to the film. No, not at all. Just like, oh, hey, just in case you wanted to know, Demo actually ends up taking that girl he met very randomly while watching his friends um, make up at a bar being broadcasted live. He took her out on an excursion to the Amazon and they uh, trekked happily ever after. Right. And the monkey slaps him, too. Oh, my God. The monkey does slap him. That's okay. I'm okay with that one. Animal on man violence is okay. If it's a monkey, I feel like I would expect to be slapped by a monkey. I don't know. Monkeys do what they want. So if the monkey wants to slap you, it's it's the risk you take hanging out with monkeys. Yeah, I really, I didn't like Bradley Cooper as like a nice guy who was in touch with nature. I didn't like that for him. It's taken me a really long time to like Bradley Cooper. Like, yeah, especially like those early roles. Because it's a similar niche, yeah. Yeah. Of like that that jerk guy that you're just like, Bleh. Like the guy he plays on uh, Wedding, Wedding Crashers. Crashers. Yeah. yeah. That's forever who I think of him. And, and he was wasn't... his name Trip in that movie? <gasps> no. Oh my God. It might have been. I need to no, his that. name was like Sack. Sack. I remember thinking it was like a testicle word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sack. Yeah, I, I, there was just a lot of things about this movie because I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, like maybe, maybe I'll like it, like, because I kept seeing those things where I was like, wow, four out of five stars. This has a lot of good reviews. I like Sarah Jessica Parker and her weird young voice. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's fine. Is he? Yeah, like I like most of these actors. Mm-hmm. I love romantic comedies, but I guess there was a reason why I hadn't seen this movie. Yeah. And my brain was just like, no, you have, so don't even bother. Until we decided, like, this is a perfect movie to yeah, to kick this off with. That's right. And I think the biggest crime of all was Zoe Deschanel. How dare they? Like, they really, I feel like the story there was, these two people are the same age, and one is a, like, barely functioning alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Champagne Thursdays. Like, I don't know where that came from, but I like it. Also, you should be drinking champagne on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's you don't even so, need an excuse. It's Friday. That was not the problematic day to be drinking champagne. No, but she didn't know any better because she was too drunk to know what day it was. Oh, my God. Wait, I forgot about, like, the biggest crime of this movie. There were several crimes, evidently. <laughs> there were. Do you guys remember when the dad, when Terry Bradshaw says, Oprah don't know crap? How dare he? When Kathy Bates is like, oh, I saw that on Oprah the other day. Oh, and yeah. Terry Bradshaw's like, Oprah don't know crap. And then Kathy Bates says, she doesn't she doesn't respond to the Oprah thing at all. She just says, you make me a better woman. I'm telling what? you, right after the movie ends, they get divorced. Yeah. Like, once, like, Matthew leaves the home. She really wasn't kidding about, like, leaving him and being terrified of him. Because, like, Matthew McConaughey at some point comes home, and this is before he makes up with Sarah Jessica Parker, and he tells his parents, maybe it's after, 
No, this I think that's before, before, and then that's where we see the butt. Yeah, that's where we see the butt. So he comes home and he tells his parents, like, hey, like, why didn't you guys just tell me? And they're like, we didn't know. Your fiancé died. We didn't want to be too hard on you. We love you. And his dad, you know, tells him all of this while standing in front of him naked in a room with fish. And that was really awkward because he he's like, all right, go scare the fish. And he turns around and you see all the butt, big fleshy butt. He's a big guy, too, football player. Though, to be fair, for a man of his age, it was a very round butt. No, yeah. not, not a bad butt. Not a bad butt. And then uh, he was talks it his, his real mom. butt? Oh, it's for sure his real butt. Did he have a butt double? There, there was a mm. lot of turning around motion yeah. where his face was included. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. hmm, I think that this is actually his butt. Did he get paid extra to show his butt? I would hope so. I hope so, too. You deserve it. I don't know, actually. Maybe he's, like, getting on in years, and he's like, well, someone's got to see it. I'm still sexy. Check out my butt. <laughs> That's what I say to my husband every day. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bradshaw says he's still sexy. Look at his butt. Natalie is actually very sexy. <laughs> Doesn't need to say that. It's actually, it's really sad, because I'm just, it's just me screaming at him, look at my butt. <laughs> We all scream for butt attention sometimes. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey are together, ostensibly. Do they do they adopt Amy's child? I feel like I'm really concerned about this young boy. They didn't really close that loop up, did they? That he's they not didn't part at of the all. end montage. Yeah, well. Matthew McConaughey has a new fiance now, so he's moved on apparently. And they like to kiss with crab in their mouths. <laughs> that's not child appropriate. No. Uh, I think that that's it. I, I don't have any more comments on this movie. My last comment is jibe ho, because she forgets to say it, and that's how she <laughs> knocks him off the boat. <laughs> and that's how he has his final encounter with the dolphin that makes him feel like he's okay. Because he's not alone anymore. He's he not found alone. love. Yeah. Nature is no longer against him. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if that were, like, true? Like, if if you're alone in life, like, just nature's going to be a dick to you. Yeah. Until, like, that's the message that I got from the movie. I'm, the message that I got from this movie was all animals are your enemy. <laughs> and, like, you better kill so many mockingbirds. <laughs> that's true. The mockingbird had, like, no reason to have anything, you know. Maybe it's because Zoe Deschanel was at odds with nature for being drunk. <gasps> And it was just like, you know, a subliminal thing that they were trying to slip in there. Like, yeah, it's not good to live with your parents, but also don't be an alcoholic or birds will haunt you. That's and she was also really alone. Scary. Yeah, she was. Oh, she was also yeah. alone. Yeah. She had a lot of very weird interactions. But I wouldn't say that, like, I could determine that she was actually bipolar. So. No, I no, don't. There's no way. No, no. <laughs> that guy got something else out of this movie entirely. Yeah. Well, I guess, like... So many of the, like, Amazon reviews have amazing titles. Actually, I suggest if you're listening to this, instead of going to watch this movie, just go on Amazon and read the reviews. Yeah. The worst review that I found was one star. It just says, I didn't order this. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how you received it. And, like, you felt so just, like, I have to write a comment. Yeah. Maybe that was I like have the to only, comment on 
Amazon's customer service is very elusive, I will say. So maybe they thought, like, if I leave this here, someone will know and I'll get a refund. There is proof. <laughs> or they just watched it and were like, oh, God. This is terrible. Give my money back. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how it happened. It was just available. All of a sudden, it just appeared <laughs> like that dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have nothing else to say about this movie other than, like, I feel like it wasn't, this was not a movie that was problematic for women. This was a movie that was problematic for everyone. Yes. Yes. Like, it was just start to finish, really, everyone comes out looking bad. Old people, young people, women, men. Animals. Alcoholics, (laughs) non-alcoholics. Animals. Animals. Gun salesmen. Gun. The gun salesman may be the one person in this movie that I was like, you know what? Good for you, gun salesman. He did have a sense of morale, you know? He was eavesdropping, though, at some point. Yeah, he was. I do think he was eavesdropping just because he thought he was going to save Zoe Deschanel's life. Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker's a terrible friend in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Her friend is spiraling. Yeah, and she's not doing anything about it. Well, she does talk about herself. Yeah. And how in love she is with the guy who lives at home. Or not in love she is. How he's still a client. Because she sustains that for most of the movie. And then it's like, oh, I guess you're right. I do like him. I'm going to go back to Colorado now. (laughs) Why do they act like Colorado is like the worst possible thing that could happen to you? They should have gone with like Phoenix maybe. It's like Phoenix is nice. But like, like it's usually whoa 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 Alba <laughs> coming in hot against Phoenix. Okay, I have nothing against Phoenix, but it, I feel like it's oh, always. Oh no, used. you've shown your true colors, Alba. <laughs> I can't walk this one back, guys. I fucking hate Phoenix. <laughs> Never been there, but it sucks. No, but it's it's usually like in movies. It's used as like the crappy city. You know, like I got out of there to like move to whatever. Bigger city. I feel but Colorado? Like you could use like North or South Dakota interchangeably because nothing. Yeah, it just seemed maybe maybe the director and the writers of this movie really hated Colorado. It's so bizarre. It's so nice there. She did seem like her hair looked like it could have been from North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like there was something going on with her hair in this movie that I was like, yeah, I believe you came from a small town. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I think it's... I couldn't tell if it was a wig. It it was weird cuz I think it was the bangs. Yeah, it was very fluffy. Yeah, like it but I it's her real hair. Yeah. I I mean, her hair is an enigma to me cuz it always looks good and it's yeah, always she different. Could do so many things. And like how do you make that happen with your own hair? With that face. Her face pulls it off. It's going to drop Jessica Parker's face alone. She's yeah. beautiful. She's got fluffy hair. <laughs> Maybe we all aspire to angular bone structures and hair as fluffy as Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker's. Yes, please. Yeah, I hope I look like that when I grow up. <laughs> okay, guys. So we will be back in like two weeks with something new. We'll probably announce it like on Twitter and then add it to the website to our schedule. I'm trying to think... There's nothing off the top of my head that I can think of, though we haven't we haven't tweeted yet. I'm probably going to leave that up to someone else to do because I have just too many tweeter accounts at this point. 
Anything you guys want to say before we conclude our first ever episode? Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, this was fun. Um, I mean, we've been on Detective Society before, but technically this is only the second time we've ever recorded a podcast. Yeah, so please don't judge us too harshly. We're learning. I did not check any of the facts that I said out loud. (laughs) So I don't really hate Phoenix. No, we know (laughs) how you feel about Phoenix, Alba. (laughs) Sorry, people of Phoenix. Yeah. We love you too. Like we're from Miami, so like you can make fun of us from being from Miami. It's true. Yeah, like we're from Florida, so like terrible things to say about Florida. We take so much. Yeah. And like we deserve most of it. Most of it, yeah. But you know. Yeah. Well May we all have the good hair and spatial awareness of Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) We can only hear. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm Natalie Levy-Costa. You can follow me at N-R-L-S-E-E on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jen Schaefer. You can follow me at Yo It's with a Z, Jen, double N, on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Alba Towers. I... You can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty sure my account is private right now, so I should do something about that. I am not very online, so I'm I'll, I'll really change either. that. I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll try we'll to go back. It. We'll get with the times. Yeah, yeah. But I'll yeah, you can, you can follow gram. me on Instagram, Alba Towers. I'll make it public. Woo. Cute I find that I'm cool as long as I stay off that Facebook machine. Yes. Yeah, that, that has helped. That's, That's like, when I start to spiral. That's yeah. like the teeth grinding machine. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been like a year for me. Yeah, over oh, a wow. year. Yeah, it's great, guys. Uh, so this has been. May I speak to pizza? Let's go talk to some food about this. Woo! I'm trying to stop recording, but. <laughs>